Welcome to Entrench, a 21 Pilots podcast. I forgot to go to QD while I was in Michigan. Oh, I'm sad now. Big sad. That's the first thing on our recording right now. Ooh. Great. Taxi cab, Kidoba. No, quality dairy, Kidoba. Oh, quality dairy. I didn't go. They have Kidoba here. They don't have taxi cab. I mean... <laughs> They do have taxis here. I'm oh glad gosh. we're laser focused this morning. They don't have kids. <laughs> it's 2027. This morning. Afternoon. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I've been awake for more than two hours. We're, we're gonna have a blooper reel for sure. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Hello, local dreamers. Welcome to Entrench. My name is Anna, and this is episode 12, Taxi Cab. Make sure you have listened to the song beforehand and are ready for an in-depth analysis of track 12 of 21 Pilots. Today's really special because I have not one, but two guests. Who's here? Church friend. (laughs) Who is church friend? Church friend is George. Hello. I don't know if you could have introduced yourself in a more awkward way for anyone listening. To not know who you are. I I thrive. You make it sound like Quakers. I'm church friend. We're a community of friends. Nice to meet you. Haven't gone to church with you in over a year. So who's that other disembodied voice? (laughs) I am Kate. I'm another church slash lifelong friend slash you were my bridesmaid at my wedding. Womb friend! Slash my 21 Pilots inductee. (laughs) Or inductor. Well, you would have inducted me if I was your inductee. So we're probably inductor. George, when were you in the womb? Were we all womb? Were we womb friends? We were. We were womb friends, not womb mates. No, I was Laura's womb mate. Yes, Uh, I like to brag that I have known Anna for five days longer than you have, since uh, I was born five days ahead of you. I feel like uh, I'm the womb enemy because I was you, like, she was I'm going to be born after you. all of us. Annie's but, George, I will say, me and Laura shared a hospital room with Anna while oh, in the really? womb. Oh, really? I didn't even know that. Yeah, our moms Dang. were in the hospital together, I think in January, and they shared a, ro- a little room, Jody and Gina. Aww. And then my mom left, and your mom did not. <laughs> <I> said, <laughs> That's well, because the doctors were like, Jeannie, you need to have the babies. And she was like, no, I'm just going to lay on my couch. <laughs> and then she laid on her couch and didn't move until 39 weeks. And then she had a boom. Uh, Take that. 39 weeks, Anna. <laughs> See, my mom, it was like her water broke over a month before I was born. So she had to literally lie in her bed and not move that whole wow. time. Oh, my god! And then she stayed with me for like 10 weeks. Wow. That's crazy. Well, I like to say I never was properly born. I was just removed as a C-section. Happy removal day, tumor baby. Thank you. <laughs> so we kind of already talked about how you both know me, but if you want to each share, like, how did you get to know 21 Pilots? Well, I first heard them on the local indie station in East Lansing that's now dead, 94 1. Oh, uh, oh yeah, so it turned country like a few years ago. It did, it did. Very tragic. But I listened to them, and this was when Vessel was like just starting to get some traction. And I was like really into them, and I was like, oh, these are great. But then I was coming back from Life Group one time with my buddy, and what song was it? Uh, Car Radio came on, and he was like, hold on, we need to crank this up. And he cranked it up, and then he, like, rapped, like, the whole thing. And this is, like, not his, like, style of music, and it absolutely blew me away. And I was like, whoa, these lyrics are, like, so deep and awesome and, like, heartfelt. I And I just fell in love with them. When Blurry Face uh, came out, bought it first day. It was just the beginning of a great long relationship. Spain. <laughs> <laughs> I... I heard 21 Pilots on the radio. I think my the first song I heard was House of Gold. Or it was it was either that or Car Radio. I heard them in whatever order. I heard House of Gold. I was like, oh, that's a good song. But I like didn't look 
anything up and then I heard car radio and I was like oh that's such a good song and then I think I looked car radio and I was like oh my gosh they sing that song too and so then I kind of went down the rabbit hole of songs that they sing and then my other friend in high school was really into them so we all were excited when blurry face came out and we like listened to it together like all one day and just were like oh my gosh it's so bad (laughs) yeah and then we just kind of went from there Nice. So what would you each say is your favorite album? If you had to pick one. I gotta say Vessel. I think I have songs that I like more on other albums, but I like almost every single song on Vessel. Like, like mm-hmm. I love, love almost every single song on Vessel, so I gotta say that one. I will reluctantly say Trench, because I'm pretty bitter. <laughs> I'm bitter that it came out a month after my wedding, so I couldn't play it at my wedding. So I don't want to give it the satisfaction of being my favorite, but it is my favorite. You're trying to spite the album. Yes, it was done a month before that. They just didn't release it until after, and I was mad. We couldn't dance any of the songs or anything. Mm-hmm. But shout out to Anna for making a dope wedding playlist. Thank you. Killed you. That. <laughs> Do you guys have any favorite or a favorite song? I know it's hard to pick one. Don't be like Luke and say no. No, if you don't have any, that's fine. Um, I have, I mean, it's like a too many situation. There's mm-hmm. like, I feel like they're yeah. in different categories. Like you have a favorite song for each of my different moods. Right now, I'm really into smithereens just because it makes me feel so, I just love like right now Tanner so much and it reminds me of him and I'm just like oh I would give each of the for you <laughs> so my sappy heart I've been so sappy I cry everything recently so my sappy heart says smithereens right now I want to do a couple I really like addict with a pen I mm-hmm. really really mm-hmm. like taxi cab for my Yay. more serious <laughs> moods uh I I am in love with Screen. I think Fake You Out is my favorite song ever. But I also love Tearing the Heart. Tearing Tear heart. my heart. Oh, that song is so good. It's so good. The so two good. love songs. <laughs> my dad said I showed Tearing My Heart to my dad, and my dad started tearing up. And I was like, Dad. I and he was that. like, I just think about your mom. It was so cute. My dad's yeah. a treasure. Yeah. I, I feel like all our dads my... are treasures. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think about my sisters when I think about tearing my heart. That's cute. Great brother there. Yeah. How does the van inspire you, or does it represent anything for you? How about you go first this time? I would say it inspires me to know that I am not alone. I would say at the deepest level that Um, the things that I have made my identity in terms of like depression and anxiety or like self-consciousness, like it is not something that has to be part of my identity and it's not something that other people don't struggle with either. And it's really comforting to have songs that don't just like wallow in it, but always consistently provide hope. That's a good point. I would agree to a lot of that in the song trees. He talks about how like he wants uh, everyone to like feel that he feels what they feel and he cares for them and I think isolation especially like in 2020 and in quarantine can get really bad and you can get really in your own head and to have mm-hmm. like a band who so eloquently and so powerfully conveys the feelings that you're feeling and you know you're not alone it's really really powerful really, really helpful and it can be fun and happy sometimes too which is really nice mm-hmm. those are very well thought out answers Thank you. And last thing, do you guys have like any specific Twenty One Pilots memories that you think of when you think of the band? I just think of every concert I end up crying. <laughs> <laughs> just because I love it so much and just like the the collection of hopeful people all in that room and then the people who like who like like me recognize that so much of it is worship and praise to God and giving mm-hmm. God glory for things and then to have like an entire room of people whether they know it or not singing songs that glorify God mm-hmm. it's just like so overwhelming to me every time and I just end up crying 
That's understandable. <laughs> I just love it so much. A uh, good memory was I had, like, I was working at a camp, and I had made a new friend. And a couple of us were all going to Walmart or whatever. And I had the Blurry Face CD in my car, because I don't have an aux cord in my car, just a CD player. And my friend's <laughs> like, oh, I love 21 Pilots, and popped it, and I'm like, hm, uh, okay, you love 21 Pilots. And then they wrapped all of Heavy Dirty Soul flawlessly, and I'm oh like, oh, you're gosh. such a bigger fan than I am. And it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> feel like a fake fan now. Yeah, I know, I was like, okay, you like 21 Pilots, and then they just, like, go all out, and I was like, oh, damn, you're so cool. Nice. So today we're talking about, I think, one of all of our favorites, which is Taxi Cab. So starting off, we'll just go right in. Verse one, he says, I want to fall inside your ghost and fill up every hole inside my mind. And I want everyone to know that I am half a soul divided. Any first reactions? I have, like, an overarching question for the two of you. Should I ask that now or after? No. Okay. I just want to know, like, who you guys think you is. Because I think there's some there are some different perspectives that kind of happen throughout the song. And I just don't know. I can't decide who you is. He does that all the time on this album. <laughs> <laughs> he switches pronouns in the middle of songs. And sometimes he doesn't switch pronouns, and he, I, it sounds like he's talking about different, like, from different perspectives. I want to fall inside your ghost. I think he he's speaking from his perspective at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he switches when, later in the song. I'm getting a little ahead of this. When he says, I said, don't be afraid. I don't think he's talk. I don't think it's him that's talking. I think he's switched perspectives, even though he's using the I pronoun. I thought of... So who is you, George? You just answered who I is, and I'm probably going to say that. Ouch! Um, Who is you, George? Being being a helpful uh, interpreter right now. (laughs) (laughs) I think the I want to fall inside your ghost, I think that's the Holy Spirit. Okay, so you right now is the Holy Spirit. So I then think... we have to rectify that with the three people that are later in the song. I think ghost is Holy Spirit, but I think your is God. It's like God's ghost Yeah, like is he's the talking Holy to Spirit. the Father. Yeah, the Holy Spirit. Yeah. But isn't the Holy Spirit God? I mean, yes. But <laughs> well, yeah, but so if you're talking to the Holy Spirit, Big you wouldn't brain. say your ghost. The Holy Spirit doesn't have a ghost. It is a ghost. It. I feel bad objectifying God like that. Because <laughs> it, it is saying it's still him because it's his ghost. Right. God's ghost is the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. But it, I mean, it's such a comforting image, though, to like, I feel like just like falling back in bed and you just like are like wrapped in a hug of the Holy Spirit and like that comfort mm-hmm. that that gives you. That's so sweet. Mm-hmm. And I really like the image of using the holy spirit as a way to fill up the holes in your mind um whether it's like mental illness or just doubts or something yeah i also like how it says i want not like he is or you are Mm -hmm. like i i would i want this to happen it doesn't always happen like he he wants to lean on the holy spirit but uh he's a soul divided he's being pulled by the world the stresses and the fears and anxieties that come with living on earth mm-hmm. but he wants to rest in that joy of the holy spirit but it's a want right now mm-hmm. and it also i feel like signifies that like because he recognizes that your ghost fills up every hole that that is the only thing that fills up everyone like God is the only one that satisfies. So he knows that if he falls inside something else for identity or worth, it's not going to fill up every hole or even one hole all the way. The only thing that's going to fill up everyone is God. That's interesting because I was just watching Passion last night. Um, and they're talking about how like if you're the vantage point for everything, there could be like a billion different answers for like who you are who someone else is, what's, like, good in the world, but if God is the center point, there's only one answer for everything. Yeah. 
Um, what about the second half? I want everyone to know that I am half a soul divided. How is he half a soul? I think... Oh, Kate's still muted. Jeez. Sorry! <laughs> yes, <she> is. <laughs> sure, you can go ahead if you want. Uh, it seems like you have something you want to go chest. I think about, like, Paul's classic dilemma in Romans 7 where he says, I do what I do not want to do. I, I should have gone what first. I, want to do. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like that's so much where it's like your intentions are good and it doesn't work out or you like want to do something and then you end up doing something else or you like, you know, that this would be the right thing to do. And then you're just selfish anyway. That it feels so mm-hmm. much like I have a divided soul in those situations. When I'm, I'm reading through Romans, I interpret that part that like Paul starts like frantically like yelling like i do what i don't want to do but i don't want to do that but i do it anyway and he like kind of goes off on like ah, i'm being i'm being pulled apart and uh i i feel the same energy uh even though it's sung very like slow and melancholy in this part i feel the same like oh i'm i'm not doing what i want to do mm-hmm. and i know like tyler's talked about that before too where it's like why can't I just do what I want to do? Like, I know I'm going to mess up inevitably, even if I want to be better. I feel like that's a good picture of what sin means. Mm-hmm. It's a very relatable statement. Any last thoughts on verse one? It just reminded me of like church on Sunday when Noel was talking about how we have abounding grace, but we sin anyway. And it doesn't mean that we should let ourselves just give up. Mm-hmm. that there's abounding grace because we are free to try to please God and to glorify him. And when we don't, when our soul divides like that, there's abundant grace to fill those holes. Should we let grace abound? Should we do that? that <laughs> so the chorus, he goes on to say, sometimes we will die and sometimes we will fly away. Either way, you're by my side until my dying days. And if I'm not there and I'm far away, I said, don't be afraid. I said, don't be afraid. We're going home. So do we want to go back to the perspectives here? What are we talking about in the chorus? When I, I, um, <laughs> when I hear that I said, don't be afraid, I said, don't be afraid. I think about when I was like 11 and I'd be afraid to close my eyes in the shower because I'd be a ghost or whatever. And I would sing... <laughs> church songs and i'd sing the songs like do not fear for i am with you do not be afraid whatever so i was saying it and i was saying i but it's in the perspective of god and so i'm thinking about like what i think of when i hear that is him reiterating words of god don't be afraid don't be afraid like he's repeating what god has already said and that's kind of how i like i rectify him saying don't be afraid it's not that he's Mm -hmm. not afraid he's reassuring himself to not be I like how we, me and Kate, went to their concert, I think, in the fall of 2018. And so it was, like, trench era, but then they, like, randomly were like, we're going to slow this down, do a song, like, the parents will appreciate. And then they sang Taxi Cab, and we were so excited. And I know, like, for me, that was, like, kind of on the precipice of graduation. So I just really appreciated the sentiment of, like remembering not to be afraid like no matter what i have god guiding me through everything i want to back it up a little bit the sometimes we will die and sometimes we will fly away i think he's talking about uh dying to oneself like picking up your cross sometimes you'll Mm -hmm. take up your cross and face your troubles or your trials with christ uh and other times you'll fly away you'll be running from them personally like sometimes when i feel like i'm running from christ I feel like I need to, like, come back to Christ. I need to, like, turn around and run back, like, all the, all the, like, the distance I've covered from him. But that's not how that works. Like, you turn around and Christ is standing right there. Like, I, I, mm-hmm. I was here the whole time, bud. Like, you don't have to run all the way back. I, I'm, I'm here with you. And um, if I'm not there and I'm far away, he says, don't be afraid. This, this is so powerful. I, I love this part so much. I think this is my favorite part of the song. That's um, that's really cool because I feel like I interpreted those lines very differently. Yeah? <laughs> like, t- for me, there were, like, two options. Either 
This is so cool. You can interpret it so many ways. <laughs> Sorry, I'm excited. <laughs> um, either like an eternity thing where it's like you're either dying or you're like flying away in like an angelic mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. Or I don't know, for some reason I also thought of like tragedy where either you're going to die and like that to me is like natural death or fly away like I don't know why I thought of like our family friend Luke Granger and like sometimes we're not that we're not angels but it just made me think of like sometimes he calls people home early for yeah. a different reason mm -hmm. but yeah just very different interpretations Kate did I... you have any other interpretations uh no I just want to like I guess I I took it the opposite of George, but now I think he's right. <laughs> Where I think I thought dying was sin and the flying away was um, like the fleeing from sin, how we're supposed to like literally run from sin. But when it talks about like the breathless, like the death and how that death turns into like what I think is a metaphor for salvation, it makes sense that the die is like the surrender. So I think that is how I now take it. George convinced yeah, me to change cool. my mind. But I also think like it's really powerful that he takes ownership of not being there and being far away because we are the ones that move away from God mm. and God is always there. Mm. And I think we try really to move cool. away from God. Mm -hmm. Jonah kind of proved he can't. <laughs> <laughs> Jonah, what's coming? Ooh, ooh. But really never got it. That's true. So I feel like it is, like, generally, like, him and God talking, but I feel like mm. I also was reminded when it's talking about dying days, if I'm not there and I'm far away, it almost sounds like he could be consoling someone else, too, where, like, I don't know, I thought of COVID, <laughs> like, <laughs> even if I'm not there and I can't be with you in your dying days, like, still, you're gonna go home, so don't be afraid. He could be talking to himself. I said, like, it's like when you're talking to yourself in the mirror, like mm -hmm. giving yourself a pep talk. Or he, I feel like this is like from God's perspective too. Like, mm -hmm. don't be afraid. We're going home. It could be from his perspective. I think it can be both. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It could be both. I I think that's, I think that's not the 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 point i think it, it your interpretation doesn't change too much on who's saying it the important part is mm -hmm. like the we're going home part yeah mm -hmm. like I, it doesn't take a lot of convincing to convince someone that there's a lot to be afraid of on earth mm -hmm. whether it's bears or fear of abandonment there's bears. a lot to be afraid of and we don't need to be afraid the mm -hmm. best is yet to come boom we're boom. done we're leaving <laughs> <laughs> Drop the mic. Don't be afraid. And the way he says it is uh, so tender. It kills me, man. Are we ready for verse two? <laughs> I don't know if you can hear me rubbing my hands together that, with excitement. Does anyone else want to read verse two? I want to strip myself of breath, a breathless piece of death I've made for you. A rotting, a mortal rotting piece of song will help me carry on, but this you heard. You messed up. I messed up. I can go again. <laughs> no, that's good. Uh, have you guys ever felt like uh, you're exhausted and you just kind of want to be done? You ever, you ever felt like it's 2020, and <laughs> just, but it's not anymore? Yeah. <laughs> I think this verse is super, super cool. Like what we talked about, uh, some of the reasons we love 21 Pilots, like... This is vulnerable, and this is also deeply relatable. Like, sometimes they're just like, okay, like I don't know how I can keep going on. This is really, really sucky. I need Jesus, but I mm -hmm. don't know. Like, I just don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but a big reason I was like drawn to Tyler's songwriting at first is like, he's just honest about just saying he's really having a hard time which I feel like people do but they don't usually do in like a public scene like that where you're just kind of I don't know he's just really good at being unafraid of sharing when he's hopeless even though he knows he still has hope and that's really powerful do you think of anything specific with like 
the different images in the verse? I think about when he talks about, like, the peace of death that, in my interpretation, that, like, Tyler made for God. It's, like, the only thing that we offer to God or can offer to God before salvation is just our death. And it's, like, Mm -hmm. before, like, our turning point into salvation we're just building up this death and death and death for Jesus to like take away from us. So it's just like so much death. Not to say that like so much death. our being alive pleases God and like being his creation is inherently glorifying to him. But in terms of what we bring to him, mm-hmm. everything we do, like the heart is deceitful above all else. Everything coming from our heart to God is filthy rags and death until we're saved. Mm-hmm. Uh, the line, hold up switching tabs <laughs> the, the line where he's describing i think himself a mortal rotting piece of song mm-hmm. uh will you help me carry on i'm reminded of the song messy masterpiece by uh worthwhile where he's talking about like i am i'm a mess like i'm, I'm a mess uh but christ still views me as his masterpiece like he he's bringing a, a breathless piece of death like that's that's what we are we don't really help christ too much on his mission to save the world we're kind of along for the ride we're in the back seat uh but he's so glad we're here and i really like how it's like admitting that what he's creating is ultimately just like him trying to cope through his struggles but even mm-hmm. just by voicing those things it's becoming a prayer too that god is listening to mm-hmm. but this you heard so that's kind of yeah. cool too Yeah, I think about, like, a lot of worship songs, especially at the church we grew up in, were just written straight from scripture and, like, taken. And that's, like, the what we at least know to be, like, the purest form of worship is, like, God's word that he has already said. But then when you, like, write your own song or just, like, misinterpret those scriptures and take them out of context, they can be, like, immortal and rotting and not, they don't necessarily glorify God to the extent that when he wrote it they did and then but those things that are imperfect because we've tampered with them and we're imperfect they still like worship still gives us a sense of purpose and God still hears our praise to him the joyful noise that we raise to him Mm -hmm. which I think is really hopeful too yeah in a way it's almost like God like redeems these messages by like allowing more people to hear them as well which is cool right on okay so moving into the lengthy bridge um i'll start off with just part of it so it goes in saying so the hearse ran out of gas a passenger person grabbed a map and the driver inside it contrived a new route to save the past and checked his watch and grabbed a cab a beautifully planned taxi cab song title (laughs) roll credits (laughs) yeah i was gonna say that (laughs) So now we're magical. switching to a narrative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is, I, I can't stop smiling, like looking at this, how, how clever this is. Tell us why it's clever, George. Do tell. I'm articulating in my head before I open my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Passenger person, whether that's God, Jesus, or the Holy Spirit, grabbing the map, contriving a new route to save the past, save the world. That's mm-hmm. Christ coming to earth to die for us, to live a perfect life and be the sacrificial lamb so we can spend eternity with Jesus. Woohoo, gospel. Mm-hmm. And he he grabbed a cab, a beautifully planned taxi cab. Like this is it's the best story I ever written. He's jumping in a cab. Cabs aren't like the best way to get around, but he's a uh, he's got to get to his destination and uh, the route is beautifully planned. I like how it's a taxi cab, too, because that's something anyone can use, and whenever you need it, you'll get one. Like, it's guaranteed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this song was released I... much later. Do you think he would have said Uber? <laughs> <laughs> Beautifully planned Uber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like I interpreted the passenger person as Jesus specifically because of the following narrative it lays out and how he was the one that ultimately had the map and then i see like the driver is more of god where he's 
like, okay, now that you have the map, I'm going to, like, contrive a new route. Yeah. I thought about um, the passenger person being the Holy Spirit and Jesus being the map. And the Holy Spirit just grabs Jesus and goes to the driver and says, look, I found it. (laughs) And then the driver found a new route, which was, like, Jesus was the route, which is why I thought Mm. Jesus was the map. That makes sense because there was two two men. (laughs) That would would actually make sense because there's two men up front and then there's three. Because he was the map and then he became a man. The word was God. Maps have words on them. Oh, my gosh. That's interesting. The word became flesh. Oh, that's so much deeper than I thought. My question is. I initially <laughs> thought the third person that appears is the Holy Spirit because doesn't the Holy Spirit not appear until Jesus? That's a question oh, that I've right. always wondered because Mary was filled with the Holy Spirit. John in Elizabeth's womb was filled with the Holy Spirit. One of the reasons why people can only live to 120 is because the Holy Spirit didn't want to be like in human bodies for so long and have them suffer for so long as sinful people. And so I've always wondered that. And I think that the straight answer is yes, but that God uses exceptions in certain things. Like, cause obviously Mary had, was filled with the Holy Spirit when mm-hmm. she became pregnant with Jesus and Elizabeth and whatever. So I'm confused, yeah, but yes, I, I think I never so. understood that either. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Insights, Jorge? Jorge. Uh, I'm still thinking. <laughs> Would you say that the hearse is just kind of like earth? Or is it literally just, like, death or something? Like the old man kind of thing? I think, I like the idea that Jesus is the map, but I also think it makes more sense that uh, the Holy Spirit is, yeah, the Holy Spirit is the third guy that appears because Jesus and God saved the person. Then Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit appears in the taxi cab. Because that's once you're saved. Because that's once you're saved. That makes sense. That's that's my interpretation of it. I think. I mean, I feel like there's no one right interpretation. Yeah, he says later uh, we had to steal him from his fate. So I think the Jesus and God changing the route is like the route to salvation. Then once mm-hmm. they're on the route to salvation, the Holy Spirit comes into his life, the ghost I'm, to fall into. I'm wondering. I don't. I don't disagree with you, George. I'm trying to figure out how this part fits into your theory not theory i feel like that's a weird word to say um when i took i took the line and what then i heard one of them say i know the night will turn to gray i know the stars will start to fade when all the darkness fades away that to me it felt like that was god the father reassuring jesus because the path to salvation and stealing him from his fate is so difficult that Mm. god's telling jesus like this is going to be so hard. Like, you're going to be without me on the cross all alone. My wrath is going to be upon you. But we had to steal him from his fate so that he could see another day. So that's, in my opinion, that comes before the salvation. Because when he cracks open the box, someone must have picked the lock. That was like Jesus picking the lock after God reassured him and he did it. And so the Holy Spirit isn't there yet. But there are three men already. And that's just like, does it have to be super chronological? Probably not. But that's just what was in my head when I was reading that part. I think it also, like, the lock could have been picked. Like, it doesn't say the lock was picked just then. Like, the lock could have been, like, Mm -hmm. already picked, like, when the Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit came in. Then he cracked open the box. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think him cracking open the box is just him becoming more aware of his situation. Mm -hmm. I also interpret when the stars will fade and all the darkness fades away, that's like revelation that's end times like when the stars the stars are going to fade away because we're going to be in with the light of Jesus and that's going to be just so much brighter mm-hmm. and i think uh, that's like that that is the destination they're headed towards now not prior okay uh, and they had to steal him away from his other fate gotcha that makes sense that's my interpretation mhm so it goes on to say a cab had a, a cleared out back and two men started to unpack, driving once again, but now this time there were three men, and then I heard one of them say, I know the night will turn to gray. I know the stars will start to fade when all the darkness fades away. We had to steal him from his fate so he could see another day. 
And then I cracked open my box. Someone must have picked the lock. A little light revealed the spot where my fingernails had fought. Then I pushed to open more, pushing up against the door. Then I sat up off the floor and found the breath I was searching for. I'll just read till the end. Then there were three men up front. All I saw were backs of heads. And then I asked, am I alive and well or am I dreaming dead? Then one turned around to say, we're driving toward the morning sun where all your blood is washed away and all you did will be undone. And then the last outro of the Don't Be Afraid, he goes 110% yelling out, so good. Any other thoughts on some of the pieces? We, I know we covered pieces of it already, but any other thoughts? I like the idea that the the lock was picked for him. Mm. I think it shows like God, Jesus taking God's wrath for our sin, but also like that he tried with his fingernails. He couldn't save himself mm-hmm. that Jesus had to do it. And that all he did was push, like he pushed it open, but it was already open no matter what. I don't know like what line of like, there's, do we want to go really theological here? Should I just give it simple or should I go really theological? Whatever you want. Do it. Go okay. Through. So there, <laughs> there are a couple of schools of thought when it comes to salvation in terms of Augustinianism or semi-Pelagianism. So the Augustinian belief is that you um, do nothing. God gives you faith and then you are saved. The semi-Pelagian view is that God presents himself to you and then you accept the gift of salvation and then faith comes to you. I don't know what Tyler is um, in terms of those schools of thought. Um, but I, I think that him, um, having the lock picked for him is like an Augustinian view where God gives you the faith. He does everything. And then he gifts you with faith after that. Hmm. Um, but that's up for debate among theologians. That was my really theological. <laughs> I mean, if you if you study the Bible, you're a theologian. <laughs> so tips. if you want to have a, a debate among theologians, we could just fight right now. Throw <laughs> <laughs> <Real> hands. <laughs> Virtual hands. Virtual hands that don't I, actually I, hurt. <laughs> I, I subscribe to a similar belief system uh, as Tyler here, where I believe. Christ saves us entirely. Mm-hmm. I believe we're predestined. Yikes! <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I believe that Christ picks the lock for us. And I also like the part where it said, uh, like, you see where his fingernails are fighting against the lock. Like, he was trying to save himself. He was working, the, the key word there, working uh, to, to earn uh, or to, to break out of his coffin, his uh, his doomed fate, uh, but he couldn't. Like there's the scratch marks, but his lock was picked for him. He was saved mm-hmm. by Jesus. Who do you think <laughs> is describing like the revelation sentiments? Oh, from earlier. Mm-hmm. That's on you, George. What part specifically? It says there were, once there were three men, he heard one of them say, I know the night will turn to gray, etc. I'm just um, curious who would be saying that and why. I feel like it's not God the Father. I feel like it's either the Son or the Holy Spirit. It could also, oh, it says one of them, I was about to say. It could, it could be from all of their perspectives. Like, all of them could be say this. I Like, I think, I think the interpretation is almost the exact same no matter whose perspective it's from yeah god wanted us to be saved the holy spirit wanted us to be saved god the son wanted us to be saved we, we had to steal from his fate i think the uh the perspective of who it's from the intent and the message is the same mm-hmm. i like how it also describes how he had to sit up off the floor and everything and the idea of like just because we're saved doesn't mean we can be passive. We also have to play a part as well in our salvation. He also found the breath he was searching for. Not in, in our salvation, two. but... Okay, I was going to ask you about that once George was done. I was like, wait! <laughs> but, like, because your life of our gratitude it. for yeah. what Jesus has done, like, yeah. we wouldn't want to just keep living how we were before. Yeah. Yeah, in the coffin dead is a pretty bad place to be when you're alive. 
Yeah, and then uh, it's a callback to verse 2 where he says he wants to strip himself of breath. Uh, mm-hmm. He finds his breath mm-hmm. with James' hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the new life. I love also how he asks, he asks if he's alive and well or dreaming dead because the like he doesn't feel the same as when he was alive. I mean, it's inferred. Mm-hmm. But it's like he got the new, like the, the, the new breath that he was searching for. It's a different type of breath like the fullness of life is in him. So he has to ask like, what is this new feeling? And it's like your new life in Christ and the feeling that God is always with you and loves you and saved you. Mm -hmm. Amen. I was also wondering, do you guys have any thoughts of like what, I don't know. I feel like Tyler talks about cars a lot in here. It's like the Holy Trinity is driving. And then I feel like in the heavy, dirty soul music video, it's more like, satan or blurry face driving so i don't know i just thought that was a interesting parallel and he uses Mm -hmm. the device of a car a lot it's a very versatile metaphor Mm -hmm. i think yeah just from yeah i i think driving to a destination is it can be used in so many different ways and i think uh, he uses it in a lot of different ways i i'd say Mm -hmm. there might be some some parallels in between it uh, but I think a lot of them are going to be more coincidental. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Tyler ever worked as a delivery car driver or <laughs> just spent a lot of time in driving around in his car, but it works. I think that, I mean, I haven't like done a deep dive into all the other car songs, but if you think about like they're on like a journey, they're driving toward the morning sun. So that, in my opinion, would be like heaven. Mm-hmm. So they're driving toward heaven. So like the journey to get to heaven lasts as long as you're on earth. So mm-hmm. I think the question is like, who are you letting drive? Right. So like mm-hmm. in this song, right when you're saved, like so many people just like Jesus take the wheel kind of thing mm-hmm. and just like let God drive. And then like in the blurry face era now, like blurry face or Satan is driving, you're letting someone else control where you are. And then I love like the idea of entrench how like they have the car just crashed and it's like, it, mm. it kind of feels like I'm good where I am. Like, I don't want to be led off by anything else. So I'm going to burn the car so they can't take <laughs> me away and I'll just stay here. Mm. And I obviously I haven't done any of that thinking, but that image to me right now that I just thought of was kind of beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that image of we're driving towards heaven, but eternity with Christ starts now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a m- much more... Uh, physical intimate like eternity with christ when we're in heaven because we'll be in his physical presence which will be dope insane uh, to think about yeah but uh, eternity with christ starts now we're in the car now driving towards heaven Uh, all your blood is washed away and all your deeds will be undone Mm -hmm. i'm still geeking out about it Mm -hmm. i feel like the car is also like a good way of describing like that's the destination of like the blood being washed away but it's also currently happening you're already on the way and it's interesting because the song before this the car was more of like an isolation thing like he was driving himself there wasn't even a driver so Mm -hmm. i feel like that also plays into the whole progression kate was talking about Mm -hmm. my theory is stronger than i thought already (laughs) (laughs) any last thoughts um, how does, so, how does the after, like, the outro, Don't Be Afraid, how does that change meaning? Like, he sings it very differently. How do you guys feel like it changes meaning from the beginning to now the end of the song? I think, that's a great question. I think at the beginning, he says it timidly mm-hmm. and almost desperately. And he, he builds as it goes on. And then this last time, he is belting it out, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's because he's being more convinced he doesn't need to be afraid. He's like with Christ now. He is in the car. He's headed towards heaven. He's in a different spot. There are th- still things to fear. Mm-hmm. But at this point, he he is more convinced that he doesn't need to be afraid. Yeah. I feel like that's a good parallel of like the momentum he has against the darkness and sin where like mm-hmm. before he was a little unsure and now he has a lot more power to speak against that. But also it's awesome because 
it's not like a oh I got Jesus and I'm done now. Like mm-hmm. in later albums, he still is struggling. He still has fears. Uh, the the journey doesn't the the journey uh, is a long time. Like it, it doesn't just start and end mm-hmm. uh, by the end of this song. Like he's feeling great right now. He he has a great reason not to be afraid right now. But uh, sometimes like thoughts will slip in, and sometimes a blurry face will take the driver's seat and it's not all right. I like too that the I said don't be afraid is like really powerful and strong at the end, but it still does give a call back to like the journey of like sometimes we're going to do this still, sometimes we're going to do this, we're going to be here until like our dying days and then like at the end we have to like imagine or like think about ourselves like we're going home after. Mm-hmm. And then hearing like his like don't be afraid like we're yeah. going home <laughs> like kind of like brave heart <laughs> <laughs> at the end and we get to like finish that off because it's like he didn't finish the chorus so we get to finish that off that we're going home too mm-hmm. oh, i like that i like that <laughs> and it's it's like it's not just don't be afraid but the fact that he's saying i said don't be afraid um and how he actually like has that confidence that he's actually speaking truth now not just like an inquiry Mm -hmm. to bring it back to my when i was a child in the shower metaphor at first i would start (laughs) singing the song because i was afraid but then by the end i felt comfortable enough to keep my eyes closed because i believed it Mm. Mm. taxi cab in the shower (laughs) 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 all right well, thank you guys for sharing all your insight. Heck yeah. You that was so fun. Yeah, I feel yeah, like I was great. like, came in not thinking a ton, and then <laughs> freaking George just opened up everything. I was like, I was wrong. <laughs> well, I'm a, I, I was paranoid because I'm a total verbal processor. So I was like, I'm going to like go on some like long convoluted train ride no. uh, of thought and then eventually arrive at my destination and be like oh no <laughs> discredit the last like 30 seconds of me talking this is what i was actually thinking george so. if taxi cab has taught us anything it's that this oh, is a gosh. journey <laughs> <laughs> i saw you going from a mile away <laughs> oh man You're oh right. i have one thing when they all these all were backs of heads, I thought about when God, when Moses wanted to see God's face, and God was like, "No, you can see my backside." Ooh. And then. That's so good. But then, so then it says, then one turned around, so we oh. can have direct interaction to one of them, and that would Ooh. be the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is telling Tyler, "We're driving towards the morning sun, where all your blood is washed away." So that is like still cool. That like the. I guess it holds up like God and Jesus are still facing away and we can see Jesus. But even when Jesus showed, I can't remember who the three precious disciples are, whatever the top three inner circle guys. <laughs> but when he showed them part of his glory, they're like, they were shiny too. So I think it's the Holy Spirit. Shiny. Because it's like his whole thing. But excellent interpretation. That is fantastic. So... This week, I have the pleasure of sharing a fan story from our local dreamer, Laura, but not as in Kate's twin. This is Uh, different Laura. (laughs) Hello, different Laura. (laughs) So Laura wrote in and said, I believe I discovered your podcast not even two weeks ago on Amazon Music. So it's nice to know people are listening from Amazon. Nice. I I have enjoyed hearing your thoughts and perspectives on different songs. After only four episodes, I've laughed and cried and have even been brought to prayer while listening. That is so cool. (laughs) Thank you. I first heard 21 Pilots on the radio in 2015. Me and my mom would always turn up stressed out, and we thought the music video was the best thing. I believe I rediscovered 21 Pilots in March of 2019 when I clicked on the jumpsuit music video. That was a cool music video. Mm-hmm. From there, I listened to compilations of their older songs while I worked on art for a class. Personally, my faith was challenged and grown in 2019. No fun intended songs, self-titled, vessel, and regional at best really gave me something to relate and hold on to in those moments of doubt and anxiety. That's really Amen. cool. 
awesome. Oh, Miss Believer was one song which I shared with my mom last year at this time when she was processing her own past. This song was the first analysis episode I listened to. After hearing your perspective, I would agree it's about coming alongside someone in their dark moments and being there with them. Thanks for the content. You're Aww. welcome. And Thanks for the content, Anna. I know. <laughs> if, Laura, if you're ever interested in joining a podcast, you totally can. <gasps> so feel free to write back if you want to be on a song or a music video. And, yeah, I think that just about wraps it up. So I want to hear from you. You can email entrenchpodcast at gmail.com with a written account of your 21 Pilots story or your favorite memories you have related to the band. You can also reach out with an episode request if you want to analyze a song, video, or an album with me. Many songs are still available. And if you'd like to contribute to the analysis we've already covered, you can join the podcast Facebook group by searching Entrench Podcast Group. You can find Entrench on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Music. And you can now find Entrench on Instagram as of today. Woo! Yay! At Entrench underscore pod. I look forward to hearing from all of you. Tune in next time for Before You Start Your Day. Thank you so much for listening, friends. Stay alive and remember, entrench, you're not alone. I'm still <laughs> jealous of your slushy. Uh, <laughs> I'll try and be less obvious when I go for sips. <laughs> How does the <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> You can't tell, but he just leaned away from the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Anna, can you mute me? I have to get my bit, my thing, and it's going to sound like the Wonder Woman credits. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Would you like She'll never let me it. read Brown Bear, Brown Bear. <laughs> what do you see again? Uh, I see a breathless beast of death. But it's over now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Was that a vine? I didn't know. No, it's a song. It's a song. Oh, it's a song. must have been love, but it's over now. Let's exclude it on our own podcast. <laughs> I'll show myself out. <laughs> podcast is canceled. I know, my gosh. <laughs> Anna didn't t- know a not 21 Pilots song. <laughs> <laughs> I only know 21 Pilots. I don't even know Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. <laughs> <laughs> You've already got half of it just from its title. <laughs> <laughs>